Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Monash. We've heard of a debt trap. That's where the cost of servicing a debt exceeds the cash on needed to service that debt. In those instances, some borrowers take on additional debt, hoping for better days and hoping to outrun the bankruptcy. But it rarely works out that way. Now, states, cities, and provinces don't have the luxury of printing money. They need to live within their means, or at least within their ability to get revenue from taxation. Well, it's no secret that companies and wealthy individuals have been leaving high-tax states in search of low-tax states. There's a well-worn groove in the freeway from California to Texas and from New York to Florida. Rather than trying to create the incentives for businesses to move to California, the state of California is doing the opposite. They're doubling down on the incentive for people to leave. California lawmakers are once again considering a wealth tax. This is on top of the state surtax implemented recently, which raises the state income tax level to over 13%. The Wealth Tax Act was introduced in the Assembly by member Alex Lee. He's a Democrat from San Jose. That was done last week as Assembly Bill 259 and the corresponding Assembly Constitutional Amendment Number 3. The wealth tax would impose an annual 1.5% tax on the worldwide net worth above $1 billion, starting as early as 2024. But in 2026, the threshold for being subject to California's wealth tax would fall to $50 million, with a 1% annual tax on wealth that rises to 1.5% for billionaires. The proposed law also includes provisions that would allow the state to pursue wealth taxes from former California residents who might have built their wealth in California, but then later moved to another state, maybe Florida or Texas. To be sure, the measure faces high hurdles for adoption. The legislature would require two-thirds approval in both houses, and the related constitutional amendment to raise the cap on taxing personal property would require a separate two-thirds approval from both houses. The proposed wealth tax would then go before the California voters for a final thumbs-up or thumbs-down, and that would require a simple majority in a vote. If it does get final voter approval, court challenges are also very likely. Some opponents of the California wealth tax are already pointing to possible violation of the U.S. Constitution. The legislation is likely to change as it moves through the legislature, but opponents of a wealth tax are moving quickly to sound the alarm. A California wealth tax would only increase the state's dependence on a tiny number of people who are bearing the burden of supporting the state's expenditures. There's about 100,000 people in California who earn more than a million a year. These people pay about 40% of all of California's income taxes. That's less than half of one percentage point of taxpayers paying 40% of the expenditures for 40 million people. Now, people with wealth have the means to relocate. They're not prisoner to the state of California, nor any other place on earth. In addition to well-heeled investors, California has lost headquarters and major corporate offices from a lot of companies. They lost McKeeson Corp., Oracle, Charles Schwab, Hewlett-Packard's Enterprise Division, and Tesla, just to name a few. California depends on its top 1% of taxpayers for almost half of its individual income tax revenue. And if a wealthy person has a bad year, then their tax owing is going to go way down. There's such a concentration of dependence in a very small number of people, that's going to accentuate boom and bust cycles at the state level. This year, California is now facing a $22.5 billion budget deficit, with tax revenue from capital gains not meeting expectations after a down year for most investors. But high net worth individuals often have their assets tied up in things that are not publicly traded. 
if the California wealth tax is approved, how do you value those assets? You can expect a ton of litigation and a ton of work for both appraisers, accountants, and lawyers. These California legislators seem to think that California has a monopoly on creating startups, and it's aimed at ending a popular maneuver from California's successful entrepreneurs, build their company in Silicon Valley, and then move to another state before going public, or being acquired to avoid California's income taxes. So the Wealth Act legislation has a provision for creating contractual claims tied to the assets of a qualifying taxpayer who doesn't have the cash to pay the annual tax because most of their assets are not liquid. They're not easily turned into cash. The tax claim would require the taxpayer to make annual filings with California's Franchise Tax Board and ultimately pay the wealth taxes owed, even if they've moved to Florida, Texas, or another state. It looks like they're going to try and go after people who leave California proactively. So you can't even leave a year or two in advance of an IPO or some other liquidity event. You're going to have to have left four years or more before you're conceivably going to leave the state with all of your wealth intact. It used to be that Silicon Valley was the center of gravity for everything tech-related. That's no longer the case. There's almost as much tech innovation happening in Austin, Texas, as there is today in Silicon Valley. My friend and CPA Tom Wheelwright is famous for saying that the tax code can be thought of one of two ways can be thought of as a means of extracting revenue from the population. Or, you can think of the tax code as a series of incentives. And this latest one is clearly an incentive for people and businesses to leave the state of California. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.